Hey everybody, welcome to the Immaterial Gamers podcast, episode number seven. I am your temporary host this week, Duncan, also known as Jeff Vader. Our usual host, uh, Mr. Ryan, is currently away down in London town, seeing the Rooster Teeth folks at Roost at RTX London. Uh, so I'll be taking over his duties for the week. Hopefully I can at least be adequate. Uh, I've tried to step up my game a little bit this week with my new microphone, clean up my audio quality a little bit, you know. If I if I can't behave like a like a professional podcast host, then uh, at least I can sound like one. Uh, today, today we have on our guest list, uh, we're going to start from top to bottom in our uh, in our Discord server here. We have our favorite Eastern European vampire co-host. It's Darius. Hello, everyone. I love how the vampire's sick to me right now. <laughs> I keep trying to push that agenda every time you're on the podcast with us. Uh, next up, we have uh, co-founder of Immaterial Gamers and fairly regular guest on the podcast. We have Mop Bucket. It's Matt. Yeah, illustrious leader, back again. They're illustrious indeed. So illustrious that he doesn't even need to announce the fact that he's going to be on the podcast. He just shows up if he feels like it. Gotta do what man's gotta do. And next up we have our... Uh, I'm not sure if this is your first time or second time on the podcast. Yeah, he's first not time. on the podcast very often. No, first time. But uh, first time podcast guest, we have Mr. Neltu also known as Hell's Knights, also known as Danny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I guess I already introduced myself, didn't I? Uh, but just in case, I'm Duncan, again. Uh, this podcast is being recorded on the 16th of September, 2018. All right, that having been out of the way, I suppose it's about time we talk about, uh, what games we've been playing this week. Uh... I suppose we're going in the same order as our introductions. Why don't we go ahead and start with Darius? What have you been up to? Fair enough. Well, uh, last week, not much of video games. Still have not finished The Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been playing a bit more Destiny, trying the new raid. Uh, not new raid, go back, new strikes, uh, new gambit mode. Um, again, Heroes of the Storm. Nothing much new over here, but I did play a few board games over the week. Ooh, what have you been getting into? Uh, so, I kind of set up a Gloomhaven for myself. I was doing like a um, random dungeon, just to kind of get my head more into deck management, uh, how to make the best move, etc, etc. So I was playing on my own with two characters and I get my ass beaten. <laughs> but it's Interesting. Not, yeah, it's a nice big game, uh but you really need the need the time to play it. I've sometimes uh been known to play deck games like it's like, you know, card games against myself, you know, just to sort of test my knowledge of how the deck works or how the game works you know yeah. it's helpful when you're trying to figure out the rules and stuff and like exactly exactly rotations and stuff you know like the beginning and middle end and all the stuff keeping in mind that every single character have his own deck Eesh. oh boy so that's a lot of games against yourself so uh, no well to be honest i was just to pick up two characters which most of the times me and somebody else is playing. Oh, so you're just to get, that. just to get, yes, just to get my head around how to make a best combos. Hmm. Well, you, how I to win? How won. to try to win, <laughs> win the game? Because right now I'm just losing most of the times. So. <laughs> so you lost against yourself. I think uh, Matt brings up a good point. Who, uh, who did win, Darius? Second, sorry. Did it? Was there actually a winner, Darius? Uh, yes, the winner was a uh, uh, 
race from the forest. I forgot how they called. <laughs> is it that you use, or is it the race from the forest? Yeah. Yeah. You're basically playing versus AI. Uh. So they kick my ass quite hard. Mm. Other than that, uh, I've played uh, with a friend, um, Brass Birmingham, which is like a. It's kind of a card game uh, with economics. Okay. Like comic illustrations or comic based characters? Uh, well, it's more like Monopoly. I would say it's more like Monopoly without just going around. <laughs> okay. uh, so every turn you have two actions. So basically, you're building either a canal so you can ship your goods around. Mm. Or you're building a factory. When you build the factory, the factory is producing the goods. Uh, then you have to have a connection to the market to make money. Oh, so it's like an industrial thing. Oh, the money's. Basically, yeah. an industrial thing. Wait, yeah. Trade routes and... Yeah, production. yes, yes, yes. Okay. It's nice. Like that it's money. nice. It's kind of very, very good-looking night game. Where you need to think a little bit to make, you know, the best of your cards and possible actions on the board. Do you have to and apart from it, sorry. Do you have to wait? Do you have to try and control things or people to get over, or do you just own it? Uh, own it. Oh, okay. Basically. So you got to try on the best trade routes and whatnot, and figure out if you want production or trade. And sounds apart like a, sounds like kind of like uh, almost like settlers of settlers of Catan with a little bit of uh, Starcraft inflection in there, mm, which kinda. sounds right up my alley. Yep, yeah. yeah. But apart from that, I've not played much more. Well, that's all right. It's nice. Gets a little bit of variety, you know. Get different kinds of gaming in there. It's not all about video games, although it's mostly about video games. Uh. But uh, yeah, no, that's that sounds like fun. I kind of wish I could play more board games. Uh, I mean, I kind of kid. I mean, I've got lots of board games in our closet. My mom does like board games, but I feel like my the rest of my family is a little bit uh, light on that, and I don't really have anyone else to play it with. So it is what it is. I wish I could, you know, I kind of wish I could be over there, you know, access to lots of uh, potential board game companions. From the yeah. Immaterial Gamers Network. Well, the only thing we can buy is like the tabletop bundle that came out a couple of weeks back on Humble Bundle and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you can only play the video game versions, not the little pa- hard pieces. That'd be an uh, ultimate crossover of our gaming. Uh, oh, we could actually. Interests. It could be doable if someone was to play as you and you do all the moves. Well. That's where Skype comes in. Yeah. We just have Skyping two in. copies of the board game and we just have the camera on the board. Yeah. Skyping in yeah. Uh, our video games now. Yeah. It is one way of doing It'd it. It'd be a lot of fuck though, Duncan, because you'd have to move like ten pieces. We'd just have to move yours. <laughs> well, you know, it gives you something to do. It's not like I'm terribly busy or anything. Oh, well, except for the, mm. the everything. I don't know. Well, I do have a I do have a webcam now, Ooh. full HD webcam, so uh, I can do such things now. Yeah, fair news. I'm actually uh, on a side note. I've actually been thinking about maybe uh, I might start getting into Twitch streams mm. with my new webcam and microphone setup. You could try it. Um... I'll have to learn about like I mean how to stream first of all, and uh, also I want to look into uh, recording natively to you know re-upload on YouTube possibly on our channel but you know that's that's all just in imagination phase at this point there's no no definitive plans i don't want to get too much into Terry it just yet about it just mean they've both got practice well uh, yeah yeah i'll uh, i'll definitely talk to them about that uh but moving on with our video game discussion uh i'm going to skip myself and leave myself for last i don't know why it's not like i'm building up suspense i'm uh it's not like i was playing very many games either but we'll skip right on down to matt uh what have you been up to Sorry, I'm just dying off mic. Okay. No problems. Let us know when you're done. Ugh, Jesus. Throw you a phoenix down. <laughs> it's alright, I have coffee. Um, That's almost like a phoenix down. It's better. 
It's a Phoenix up. See, a Phoenix down only brings you back with like a quarter of your health, but a coffee brings you back at 110%. There's more coffee up. 200% on a Monday. Yeah, I've been playing while still, uh, and delving into Sniper. And we're back. Okay, so <laughs> Matt, you were just telling us about what you were uh, doing the last week before you went all crazy. I was racking up kills. I'm kidding. Um, no, I've, I've still been playing WoW. Um, finally unlocked new alliance race, or ally race, sorry, not alliance race. That's not mentioned those. Um, the my car. And also racking up some kills on Sniper Elite with some new guns, new DLC. Well, it was on sale on the Humble Bundle. Yeah. So good. Very nice. And uh, how many testicles have you shot in Sniper Elite? Ooh, not that many, actually. It's actually quite hard to get the testicles shot. Like, mm. you aim at the nuts, and it tells you you shot them in the kidney. They're not exactly in the same place. So, I think I've definitely... There's a bit of a separation. Yeah. But I have shot several Nazi balls, so... Very nice. You're doing uh, your country and, frankly, all the countries proud. Yeah, do do my little bit for fictional World War Two in the middle of Italy, I think. Yeah, we're in Italy. I think that's where we're at. Yeah, we're in Italy. Man's popping caps in Nazis. And you've been playing uh, by yourself or with someone me else? And a bit of both. I've been caught. missions are pretty cool. cool. Uh, although they do give you a mild heart attack when you're. Uncovered, and uh, you've got Nazis shooting at you, and then all of a sudden your teammate gets a kill cam, and you shit yourself thinking that kill cam is for you. <laughs> and it's not. It's for the public. It's, like, it's like a bullet comes streaking across, goes directly yeah. through your eyes. Like, oh god, I'm blind. Wait, no, I'm not. So you can hear bullets whizzing past you, and then you're like, oh fuck. Oh, the classic. Thing. Do you get a kill cam for yourself when you I get shot? I don't think you do, but. Even with that knowledge, it still makes me panic a little bit. So, oh. Especially when I'm two feet from cover and it happens and I'm like, oh shit, I'm stood in the middle of nowhere. Oh, the classic bomb. thing of, uh, I'm aiming up a shot and Matt just ends up kill shotting it, kill coming it anyway. So it's like, and breathe and aim and, oh damn it, Matt. Yeah, you take too long. <laughs> Mine's got places to go, Nazis to kill. I got a lot of bullets to give. Testicles to shoot. Exactly. Mm. I've been getting more chest shots and intestine shots more than anything. Yeah, other than that, I've been on Warcraft doing my usual. Going through Corturus, Sandalar, getting rep gains, unlocked the Maghar, found out why they joined the Horde. Uh, which, I do once you do it, you'll anyway. find out. Well, you need to be. Exalted with the honor bound and oh, ready no. for war, which I can't remember what that achievement entails, but you need it. Uh, you go to your emissary and they send you back to Draenor in the future without the demons, and you find out just how evil the alliance actually are. Uh, I'm not going to say it because it will ruin it, but the demons are not the only ones forcing themselves on the orcs. Well, that sounded weirdly sexual at the end there. Mm. I want to make you drink my blood. Fucking alliance, right? Yes. Bunch of fascists is what they are. Bunch of racists is what they are. Horde equals freedom. Get that trending on Twitter. Damn right. Well, it is a, Horde is a mishmash of people. The alliance majority is humanoid in origin. Mostly white humans. Totally not mm. racist. I'm just going to put this out there for you, Danny. All races in Warcraft are humanoid. You know what I mean. Yes, humanoid <laughs> really just means uh, bipedal, upright standing, two main li usually two limbs, you know, cut the face. Yeah, but the alliance is basically looks human. The rich. It's like, well, you got humans, and then you got gnomes, who are really short humans, and then you got dwarves, who are short humans, but buff. 
And bearded, usually. Yeah, well, based on Norse mythology, but yeah. Never mind. Um, and elves and whatnot. So it's just basically like, yeah. Yeah, elves who are, you know, humans but with weird skin and pointy ears. Elves don't age very much. It's for centuries and whatnot. Mm. Don't forget the werewolves. Or the pandas. Yeah, I suppose the pandarians do break them all. Or the space cows. Space cows? The Draenei. Oh. The space cows. They have hooves. Oh, yes. Draenei. When you said that, I was like... I, I had yeah, a... no, is that not, what Darius is? Not the normal cows, the taurins. I was thinking, yeah, the taurin in a spacesuit. Nah. But no, hopefully we're going to start recruiting with the guild that we have on there and uh, start raiding soon. Well, that's the hope, anyway. That's the dream. Get past the dream of a hordeman. Get the guild together. Start raiding. Start bombing the alliance. Got it. That's what the horde does best, isn't it? Well, on most servers, yeah. There's the occasional server where we just let the alliance win a lot, and you know, just just so we've got some kind of competition. Otherwise, they'd all get bored and fuck off, and it? it'd just be world of hardcraft. What well, would I be better? Well, I mean. I mean, if you just win all the time, and uh, you got nothing to do. Yeah. We do have to let them win. They actually addressed that in the the film uh, Megamind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like sometimes the bad guys just gotta bring it back a little bit. You know, let the good guy have his fun, and then crush him. Except we are the good guys. Exactly. The Alliance see is there, the good one. Hence why we torched their cities. So would that make you more like Goku, then? I don't know Goku. Eh. Let the enemy achieve their final form, and then destroy them? Yeah. A lot of the time, no. Yeah, not much else other than Warcraft and Sniper Elite, so... Multitudes of murdering idiots, really. Yep, just murdering different idiots in different contexts. Fair enough. Alright, I guess uh, move on to Danny next. Uh, what have you been up to the last week? Well, I'm just having a look through my um, thing in my box. You know, Steam and whatnot. Well, I've been playing... I did the Legion stuff with and Sniper Elite with Matt. Played Lego, Lego nice. Marvel on my own. I uh, played Siege with you and stuff. Um, right? I'm sure we've played at least a couple of games of Siege in the last uh, seven-day period. And even if not, then uh, I guess it's technically free, uh, free game since your first appearance. You don't have to adhere to the week rule if you don't have, don't want well, to. Well, no, it says this week I've played Lego Super, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, Siege, Puzzle Anime, and Sniper Elite on Steam, and I've been playing uh, Warcraft. So. And I've got myself to three, four, six on. Well now, so I'm raid ready, and I'm in. ready to raid. Yeah, I tried a couple of new characters on Siege. Yeah, no, it's good to be able to play a few different characters. You know, spice it up, got some variety. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the Lego one's kind of different than the other Lego ones I played. It's got slightly different mechanics than normal. It's more. It's, it's just basically set in New York. And everyone's mashed in there together, kind of, kind of. So you can just mismash all the Marvel characters and all the. They seem to use the very obscure unlocks for the uh, ones that are just sat around the map. It's like, who are you again? Do you know what I mean? They use a lot of uh, non-mainstream characters, some uh, C and D listers. Yeah. And Pixel Anime Two is but... a jigsaw puzzle game. Okay, so I. Uh... Solve puzzles? Yeah, you do a literal jigsaw puzzle. You get a, you can press a button to see the background a bit, but largely you got to work it out for yourself. Uh, did you say it was anime-themed or yeah, something? Yeah, it's anime-themed. They do different ones. Is it, like, for for specific, like, copyright anime or, like, generic anime style or what? Uh, it seems to be generic anime style. It's like a battle scene or something. It just seems to be... There's 20, like, 25 puzzles or something like that. But they do, it's called pixel puzzles, so they do they do a whole, like, different things. They do them with different themes and stuff. I've just got the anime version. Alright. Mm, yeah, but, huh? yeah, the Sniper Elite with March just been, yeah. Crazy! 
looks like uh, everyone's else has got everything they wanted to say out of the way. Why are you even uh, So I guess I'll move on to I... move on to. Uh... Sorry, Danny. You haven't done what you've done for the week. Yeah, I know. I was just getting there. Mm. Motherfucker interrupted me before I even have a chance to explain what I'm talking about. Motherfucker, I'm gonna kick him off the podcast. He's never gonna be on the show again. Uh, on. So yeah. Uh, what, what what have I done? Okay, so last week, other than playing a little bit of uh, more Rainbow Six Siege with uh, Danny and Darius and uh, Stefan, uh, also played a little bit of... I played two games with uh, my friend Jacob. Uh, both games I was essentially dropped into with no explanation uh, as to how to play the game. Which kind of made for an entertaining uh, idea. Sounds like a Jacob thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's uh, that's what he does. That's what I, that's how he do. Uh, so the first game I was dropped into was an older game uh, from uh, like the mid '90s. Uh, I think it was called uh, Heroes of Might and Magic Three. Yeah. That's the one. I like Heroes of Might and Magic. Yeah. So uh, essentially, the idea is that it's like. Uh, it's it's a turn-based strategy game, uh, epic strategy game, uh, kind of along the lines of like the Civilization series, except with a little bit more focus on combat. Uh, you each turn you uh, use your resources to build up your city, which can uh, give you access to certain resources, certain uh, unit types, make your units stronger. Buy new heroes, etc., etc. Uh, you can then deploy your units that are built on a weekly basis, each turn representing one day. Uh, so each week you generate new units, uh, and these units you can then deploy w- alongside your hero and traverse the world, uh, fight random mobs, collect resources, secure buildings which generate resources uh, level up your hero learn spells and abilities to make yourself better all those good things mm. I had absolutely no idea how to play the game prior to just being dropped into the middle of it so I spent most of my time wasting units throwing them at enemies dying over and over again uh, and just barely cobbling together a uh, very basic understanding of how the game actually works. Well, at which point, what what's that? Oh, I'm saying that I've got Heroes of Might and Magic on the PS2. Yeah, we were playing the PC version. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, I, 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 once I had basically learned how to play the game, that was essentially the point that Jacob decided to reveal to me that he had found a, a back door uh, entrance to my base, and that. Pretty much at any point within the last 12 turns or so, he could have just ended the game and just decided not to because I seem to be having so much fun. Which I uh, is fair. I was. It was fun. I was a little sad to, to find out that uh, I, I was that far behind the game, but, you know, that's that's life. But if Jacob's played it before, then he's got more awareness of what's going on. Yeah, he's been playing it quite a bit lately. He definitely knew what was going on, and I fully expected him to just destroy me. I didn't realize that he was just going to play with his food like that. It made me feel a little sad. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, but if you've had practice, the next time you play, you'll have a better idea of what's going on, and you won't be a bug. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, with Jacob's the kind of person where if I were to, uh, you know, secretly buy the game and uh, practice it in my own free time, I get better at him. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I remember doing that with some game. I can't remember what it was. Um, it may have actually been Civilization Five. I he she was the person who first showed me that game, and uh, as soon as we finished playing, I was like. Okay, this is fun, but I can't let him know how much fun I had. So I'm going to secretly buy it on Steam, and then I'm going to get really, really good at it. And then we're going to play against each other, and I'm going to kick his ass. Except that doesn't really work with Civ 5, because the game takes like 40 hours to beat. So it takes a long time to actually demonstrate your skill level. Uh, I could, when I played with you and stuff, make because it's Hells of Civ. Yeah, that's a little overwhelming. There's a lot to keep track of. Uh, so, yeah. The second game that I was playing with Jacob, uh, this time was 
it was just a solo game. It wasn't a head-to-head. On the more modern end of the spectrum, I was introduced to a game called Oxygen Not Included. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a space game. It is a space game. Essentially, it's kind of like... I never actually played it, but if any of you have any familiarity with uh, the game Fallout Shelter, uh, it appears that it's kind of almost like a hybrid between that game and like Terraria. It's essentially a 2D sort of cartoon style uh, space survival game where essentially your goal is to create a colony, a space colony from the ground up. You literally land on the territory. You have a little bit of oxygen and which is all naturally generated by the way and a teleporter and that's all you got you gotta just go so you gotta try and build like a habitat and then build like oxygen plants and whatnot yeah essentially most of the time when you spawn in you'll be around like rocks that like auto give off oxygen but those rocks deteriorate over time like they have a set amount of oxygen in them and as they decay Mm -hmm. You know, if they go away, then that's it. You just run out of oxygen. You need to find new sources of oxygen. Yeah. Or, uh, or game over got... and you have to start over again. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much how it goes. Uh, it seems like I didn't get very far before I died. Um, but it looks like the early game, primarily the way you get oxygen is by building an oxygen machine which is fueled by algae which you have to find by exploring the map and digging out your your habitat but if you can get an algae pool going then it should create a perpetual amount of it the yeah algae should it, it definitely helps uh, theoretically the algae should reproduce faster than you can use the oxygen at some point at some point but i never got to that point it, it's an immensely complicated game like to the point where it's like, you know how, like, sometimes, I don't know how often you guys participate, but I know uh, Stefan and Terry certainly like to play those specially modified uh, Minecraft mods where, like, it's like ultra super survival plus, where it's like you have to keep track of your mental, your sanity, your body temperature, your your thirst, your, your air, your everything. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like that, except in a 2D format. Sounds a bit weird. Not only, not only do you have to figure out how to uh, maintain a steady supply of oxygen, they also take into account the fact that carbon dioxide, which does exist and you have to avoid it, uh, is heavier than oxygen and will sink to the bottom of your habitat, whereas oxygen goes to the top. So if you dig down, you'll be surrounded by oxygen or surrounded by carbon dioxide that is pooled at the bottom of your habitat and if you go up your oxygen flows to the top and the ground suddenly becomes hard to habitat Ew. it's savage it is a savage game doesn't sound too pleasant and top that off with the fact that i had no idea what i was doing i was given no instruction again yeah it was rough I think my guys survived like nine days before everything officially fell apart. Eh, that's a week. Well, just over. You know what? A small advice: playing tutorial might help. Yeah, I, uh, it was fun. I I've considered looking into buying a copy and maybe playing it on my own time. Uh, I'm kind of on the poor poor as hell side right now unfortunately be making about a hundred bucks a week for the next uh eight months so not great but anyway enough about my uh my financial situation uh it was fun i had fun uh but that uh that's my gaming for the week taken care of okay so next phase Uh, I suppose now we move on to some uh news articles so i've posted links to uh news articles uh in the discord for you folks to review uh i suppose the first one we'll start off with is a relatively lighter piece since the other two are a little bit on the sadder more heavy side uh we'll talk about uh nintendo and their uh their continual lack of understanding of how the internet works (laughs) and how modern gaming works yeah where you pick up and put things down for a while and then pick it up again 
Yeah. So, uh, this article comes to us from the Polygon, uh, and the article is Nintendo Switch Cloud saves may be lost if online subscription lapses. So if you run your subscription out and re- take a break and then re-subscribe, it's all you say, but it's gone. Yeah, so essentially uh, Nintendo has announced that they will be rolling out uh, a, an online service for the Nintendo Switch, uh, which will include, among other things, uh, support for cloud uh, data storage, uh, which sounds great in theory. Uh, it's a paid service, but I mean, welcome to the modern world. Everything costs money. Mm-hmm. If you can't afford to pay, f- you know, X amount of money to do this thing, I mean, what are you doing? Anyway, but that's not important. The important thing is that this subscription to their cloud service uh, is apparently directly linked to your uh, access and usability in use of your cloud data and if at any point for financial reasons or just a mistake on your part your uh, subscription lapses and you fail to make a payment uh, Nintendo says that it's very likely that all of your cloud data associated with that account will just evaporate into thin air you ain't paying us for our service base or we ain't keeping your stuff on our service Sounds a bit. It's the basic gist of it. Which is great. Leave it to Nintendo to be, you know, anywhere between five and ten years between, you know, current modern video game technology and still be releasing less good versions of it, even when they do quote unquote catch up. No, I just think they're trying to be Apple, whereas Apple are like, oh, we've brought out a new phone, we've put less features in, charging you more money. Oh, Nintendo God. have gone, ah, oh, we'll let you save on our service, but the moment you stop giving us money, we'll wipe it. It's basically holding you dead. <laughs> Delete everything. You are dead to us. I like the idea that it's not like an automated thing. I mean, obviously it's automated, but like I like the idea that it's not actually automated, and like they have like employees whose job it is is to monitor their subscriptions and make sh- and like as soon as one lapses, they're like, "All right, we have to go," and then like, they just run to the server room, Three, throw the server on the ground, and just two, smash it into a million one, pieces. Delete, boom, go. Whew. Like they have races to see like who can get there first, and the per- and the guy who gets there first gets a raise, you know. <laughs> Commission for the amount of accounts deleted in a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, on the reasonable side of it, I think it's a little bit harsh. Uh, okay, I get it. Uh, cloud storage will be erased, but something like save game data that should come at the moment as in the price of your gaming platform. Mm. I don't. I, yeah. I I I'm fine here with uh, okay. If you stop paying, your let's say pictures, screenshots, etc. would be deleted. But I would expect at least my save data of the games would be there. Here's what I think, right? I mean, compromise, you know? I mean, does Nintendo really need to keep your data for infinity? Maybe, but let's say that's not fair for some reason for, you know, I have no idea how much it costs to run a server. but let's just let's just say that that's completely unreasonable from Nintendo's eyes. So let's come up with a compromise. Let's say you stop subscribing. Give them six months, a year. Yeah. Give them a, some period of time where like they'll hold on to it. And if you don't renew your subscription within that time, then it's gone. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like it's just like click. It's just like turning off a brain. Like, come on, why? Well, I was reading a few uh, like a bit further down the article. And they do stay. It's like the yeah, the other ones you can download the cloud storage to the to an actual hard disk or a USB or something. Yeah, yeah I, I guess this is important to contextualize this uh, as a comparison to other uh, services. You can say both the PS know. and the Xbox can do that. You can download your yeah. save data to the hard drive, and then export it somewhere else if you need to to your own like cloud storage. What's your own like storage right. device? Right, exactly. Um, so other, you know, game developers, you know, the PlayStation and the Xbox, they both have alternative solutions to the problem that Nintendo is facing. Uh, and Nintendo has just decided that they don't feel like uh, coming up with an alternative in line with those 
folks, so I guess you're just boned. Yep. I also love the way the article ends. It's like the best ending. It's like, you know, right at the very end of the article, they, they, they asked, the, the people at Nintendo were asked if they have uh, any statement for possible future, uh, you know, changes to this or anything like that. And they and all they say is, we have nothing to announce on this topic. So it's like, basically, it's like, people are asking us, like, do you plan on fixing this problem? Do you uh, plan on giving us some kind of uh, recourse for this <laughs> enormous drawback? And then it says, no. No, get lost. <laughs> yeah, essentially, their response lies somewhere on the spectrum of, uh, to get bent. Sounds all right. So, yeah, good job, Nintendo. Way of the future. Ah, but unfortunately, lighthearted days are over. We have to move on to other forms of news. And I guess this is kind of a bittersweet topic, this second one. Uh, This is actually a follow-up on a previous news article we discussed on an earlier episode of the podcast, uh, talking about how Twitch is planning on increasing their security measures for future TwitchCon events. Uh, this article also came from the Polygon because I had a really hard time following, finding good news articles from other websites. So uh, you got two Polygons and uh, one PC gamer. So this article is essentially came out in, as a response to the uh, very unfortunate uh, incident of August 26th where a shooter entered... A uh, Madden NFL tournament with a gun and fired at uh, players and the crowd, and unfortunately, it resulted in a number of injuries as well as two deaths, uh, plus the death of the shooter himself for a total of three kills, which is horrible and very unfortunate. Um, and it's I, I actually seem to recall saying in that exact in that podcast where we first talked about this, my one of my first responses was, you know, easy solution to this problem. Let's not, you know, nobody needs to talk about gun control or bullet control. We don't need to get into that. It's like just put metal detectors at the entrances, and your security will be dramatically improved. And what do you know? This article is all about putting metal detectors and security officers at entrances to the convention center. You know, what's that? Uh, they are also stating that they will be putting up full body screening as well, hmm. like the ones you should have on the airport. Oh, the backpack ones. Right, when you go put your backpack in, oh, yeah. it goes through. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's all. Sounds like uh, good stuff to me. I mean, you know, it'll slow down the entrance ways, but uh, at the same time, I mean, it's a uh, that's a small price to pay for. Uh, safety at these unfortunately increasingly dangerous uh, gatherings that previously did not have such security measures you know when everybody you know going back to RTX as um, I'm I'm myself and many people in this uh, community are big fans of Rooster Teeth uh, RTX last year was the first year they decided to implement metal detectors and security officers with uh, wands at their entrances, uh, just showing once again they're they're ahead of the curve. They're already taking measures before this uh, shooting even took place. Uh, at the time, they only had I think like one metal detector, which was a huge pain in the ass. But uh, this re- past year, they increased it to I want to say a total of four checkpoints, two metal detectors each. Uh, and I have to say, uh, someone who was constantly going in and out of the com- convention center, uh, with that many de- metal detectors, things went by pretty smoothly. There was never really any bottlenecking at the entrances. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if they handle it appropriately, have the correct amount of metal detectors, take their security seriously, I, I think this will be a positive step in the right direction. It's unfortunate that these measures have to be taken, but uh, it is what it is. You know, people are stupid and make stupid decisions. Well, Kill the you, stupid! If you think about it, in most like massive, uh, organized gigs, you do have these securities anyway, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty common. So, Most of the time. 
you know, there are yeah, some minimal most security of, yeah, measures. Yeah, most, uh, most of the time. It's, it's just been shown that these minimal security uh, measures just uh, were not adequate, unfortunately. And so now they're taking a step up. Yeah, it's 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 a sad it's a show of a sad state of affairs, but at least we're uh, you know taking precautions and playing it and safe also, from now on. Yeah, yeah it reassures the people everywhere at the conventions if they have yeah everyone's got to go through these pre-screen stuff and it'll put them at ease a little bit more. I do think it's a little interesting. It's understandable, but a little bit interesting that they've also they've gone as far as to specify like baggage dimensions, like that like you can't bring bags over a certain size. And they also say, they go as far as to say that if you buy merchandise uh, at TwitchCon that uh, exceeds their their baggage uh, limitations, they will they will not allow you to come back into the convention center with that same bag. Which is it's odd, but I kind of get it. It's, I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there's anything. Or they could have like, like a that. pick up point when okay, you buy it, we save it, you can pick it up later on in the reception. Oh, basically have some kind of locker or storage. Oh, yeah, that would be alright. Just you outside know. the convention thing for a while, or like a. Oh, what is it? When you got when you go to a place and you put your bag in and then you sign it in. Cloakroom. Like that, Cloak yeah. But yeah, you can sign your bags in and whatnot. Yeah, those are all solutions that could potentially be implemented in. Future TwitchCons, you know, they all you know this is they're preparing this for the 2018 TwitchCon, I believe. So this is you know this is something they want to have, you know, up and going, you know, right away. Is it TwitchCon next month. You know they can't. Yeah, it's like next month. I just checked in the article. Uh, it's late October. So yeah, they only have like 40 days to implement this stuff. So I mean they from the article they've obviously been talking about this internally for some time but even still there's, there's only so much they can do for the first year let's just hope they can get the oh. the security check-ins up and running properly and then we can worry about additional uh, conveniences and setup in the future well, basically yeah well so they get to see what it's like in action and then they can review it and say well that worked that didn't work exactly um, it's just a test they'll have to but it's a good uh, one you don't know until you've implemented everything whether it's going to work or not. Yep. Anyway, that's, uh, I think that's enough of that one. But yeah. I suppose it's time to move on to our final article. And I confess I, I, that this is not exactly, specifically, per se, uh, video game related. Yeah. Uh, however, it was an article published on PC Gamer, a video game website. So I'm going to count it because it's well, relevant. It's, well, it's tied into, you know, electronic entertainment. Yeah, but it's also... It affects, like, the, what affects, like, Twitch and streamers and YouTubers and stuff. What is arguably on a, a bigger community now, now. Well, there you go. Gaming-related. Yeah. yeah. Fixed it. I mean, it was either going to be this article or it was going to be the dozen or so articles talking about how Steam now allows uncensored video games on... Uh, on their service, which is great, but I don't really have anything to talk about that because I don't have any pornographic games in my library yet. Uh, but, you know, whatever. That, that's all great. Um, that's As a brief touch-on note there, I'm in full support of that. Let freedom reign. I can't Let people buy what they want to buy. A review on this porno game you're going to buy. Yeah, well, tune in for a future podcast. Anyway, back to the article. Uh, so this article is uh, again, from the PC Gamer. Uh, and it's uh, talking about how the European Parliament passes controversial copyright bill that could drastically impact the internet. Essentially, what this article is all about is they're referring to a new bill that was passed by... Well, that has been approved by the European Union. It's still not officially in effect yet, but it's been approved for you know, review or whatever. I don't, I don't know how European politics work. Uh, essentially saying that they're going to implement automated system that is intended to detect copyrighted uh, materials across the internet uh, on websites such as Google and YouTube. Facebook. And any services owned therein. Facebook as well. Essentially, they, they claim that the purpose of the bill is uh, intended 
to make sure that artists are properly compensated for their work by making sure that any time their material is used somewhere on a website uh, in a way that is quote-unquote not allowed, uh, that they will either be taken down, demonetized, or have the monetization redirected to that artist. In essence, make sure your shit doesn't look even close to something else, otherwise this robot will go, ha, copyright, ban. Exactly. It's basically a continuation of the ongoing adpocalypse that uh, YouTube uh, in particular has been facing, and now it's uh, widening to a broader uh, selection of websites, thanks to the European Union. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. You won't be able to... One of the things that keeps popping up is memes and stuff like that. Yeah, they're saying you know people are concerned that memes would could potentially be threatened by this article um, due to the fact that they frequently use copyrighted music. Yeah, like memes and um, you know to create a joke. Oh, what is it? The other comedy stuff where like Team Four Star would have big issues. Yeah, yeah, no, comedians are definitely at risk because I mean, let's face it, music is very frequently used to comedic effect in. YouTube videos, uh, whether it be for a straight regular video that just has a funny part edited in, or if it's just a total you know shit like post bridge joke thing. meme in the first place. Yeah, like the bridge, like the Dragon Ball Z bridge uses a lot of copyrighted music. Uh, they've definitely drifted towards using more more uh, you know in-house first-party music, only resorting to covers when necessary. Mm. So that's definitely one way they've avoided this preemptively. And the other bit of the bill is to uh, do with link tax. So every time you post something, you have to pay tax on it. Yeah, so apparently mm. they won't allow you to... They won't let you... This is interesting because it's on a, a, a video game news website. They say how you will not be able to l- create links to news articles that contain more than like one word or whatever of that article's title in the link. So I don't even really know how that works. I guess they're just... You just can't link to news articles anymore? It's like, I don't even Break understand this work. part. What kind of breaks the sharing of knowledge in press? It's basically freedom of press, almost. That whole thing all over again. See, I, I thought that the whole point of, you know, being able to link to an article is you know that you know when once you have a link to an article at that point you are giving the creators of that article full credit and everyone who reads your comment full access to that article i can see the biggest problem there is twitch oh not twitch twitter seeming oh god God, yeah twitter basically you won't be able to tweet what will kind of make twitter benign at that point i mean twitter is essentially like the social news website when you think about it. That's essentially what yeah. it is. It's Hashtag yeah. blah de blah. This to basically spread stuff, well, spread knowledge and news articles everywhere. If you can't do more than one word of a news article, then you're going to have to try and sum up a news article in one word. Like, how's that going to work? Yeah, and then, you know, it, like I say, this isn't explicitly video game related content, but I could see how this could affect video games. I mean, video games have been known to use copyrighted music every once in a while, and, you know, the people who make the games might license the music for its usage, but, you know, that's going to get into a weird area when people are doing Let's Plays or Twitch streams with that copyrighted music in it. You know, the game has the license for it, but the people don't. So what happens to the video then? You know, it's like people already have problems, you know, having to mute their game audio or turn off in-game music and shit like that just because of the horrible copyright system on the internet well, I'm sure there's a clause in the terms and conditions when you're buying the game that, because if you're allowed to stream the game, then therefore anything that is in the game has also been given permission to be used in the stream because it's in the game, and the game does not tell you you can't do this. I'm just yeah, but I'm yeah, and while that might be great and all, that might be. I think that would be good for gamer to developers to have like clauses like that in their you know end user agreement you know as a recourse for players who get hit by it but at the same time it's like 
I'm concerned about the front end of it. You know, uh, that can use, be used to recover uh, from a situation, but just the initial, like, I'm worried about the bots just detecting it and being oh, like, nope, this is bad. You can't have this. Not allowed. And then it then it becomes up to the user to try and fight their case, you know? Yeah, it's basically when you get handed a 5,000-page assignment uh, to do it a week, and instead of actually doing it, you do copy-paste from somebody else's article and hand that in, and everyone goes, yeah, this is fantastic, let's use this one. Actually, it's just a piece of shit. Mm. Just done really quickly without much thought. That's what this is. Plus, it's designed to give control to the EU over what can and can't be shown more than restricting copyright theft. Also, surveillance is the other key thing. Is basically the oh, everyone's surveyed. Yeah, that's constant. But yeah, they, they want to like you can watch this and this and this, but you can't do this, this and this. It's, uh, they're trying to restrict it more. Well, just you like think what this is being recorded by Discord right now. Hmm. It's all being everything we do is recorded, so I won't worry about it too much. Yeah. yeah. All I'm gonna say is that uh, you British guys might have uh, been right about uh, the whole Brexit thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh god, we saw this coming. We knew it's gonna happen. Get out, bail. Yep. It's all them uh, Polish people trying to get rid of. They just won't fucking leave. <laughs> Sorry, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like Matt. That was highly insensitive. They know when they're not wanted. Oh. Uh, well, speaking of exiting, uh, I think it's about time that we uh, wrap this one up. Uh, Ryan will be happy to know that I that we managed to keep this in a reasonable time. If we account uh, for the part we have to cut out, uh, we're looking at uh, fifty-five-ish minutes, probably. Problem. So that's not too bad. So sad to leave it on a sour note, but you know that's that's the world we live in. Unfortunately, maybe maybe news will be more positive next week. You know, maybe someone will have cured cancer with Rainbow Six Siege or something. I don't know. We'll 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 see what happens. Uh, I'd like so, to thank you all for joining me. Curing you with bullets. Thank you, everyone. See you. Bye bye. See you later. See you next week, everybody. <laughs>